0: And that is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks again to Barron for reading it this week. Now, why don't you think about some things that are best to tie up in life. When you hear that phrase, what comes to your mind? There was a one week when I forgot one bag of trash to tie up, and the person picking it up made a point to say, hey, You know you have to do this every week, right? It's good to tie up a trash bag before it gets picked up. It's also good to tie up things that um, maybe you're responsible for or or things that uh, have to be prepared or planned for, um, have to be completed, finished before you can move on to the next phase. It's good to tie up some of those loose ends, right? Sometimes it can be good to tie up things that are not good for us. And there's all kinds of things that are not so good for us. You can think about what those might look like in your life. Uh, But Jesus talks about that today. Talks about all of these forces of evil forces that try to work against God and God's ways, try to work against us doing our best to live as God's people. Those kinds of things are best to be tied up so that they don't interfere with the stuff that God asks of us. Think about your own family there are probably a couple of people in your family that have personalities that are exact opposite of yours. There might be a couple of people in your family that think a little differently than you, maybe who have had much different experiences than you have. And sometimes all of those things can be a little challenging when we're together with family. Sometimes we might live with people who are exact opposite. Opposites. We're early birds, they're night owl, owls. We are like super tidy people, and they come in and it looks like a tornado of all of their things. That can be a little challenging at times. And then also, what happens is sometimes our family, the people who know us, love us, who are the closest to us, might also want certain things from us want our lives to look a certain way want us to live a certain way that doesn't always line up with what we want for ourselves and that can be challenging too i think that's where jesus finds himself in today's gospel on the one hand already in the very beginning of mark's gospel chapter three where we hear who jesus is son of god who has come to bring good news to this world already he has gotten to work uh, doing what he has been called to do what he has come to do and his family his earthly family who loves him and is there for him who supports him and is maybe a little protective of him too they're not quite so sure about what Jesus is doing. Because it doesn't look like every other Jewish boy from Nazareth. It doesn't look like what is expected. And most of all, it's raising a lot of attention. And maybe they're already worried for Jesus. Because when you make a lot of waves, it can be a little challenging too it can make a lot of enemies really quick and so we hear jesus is already kind of dealing with that where his family is trying to pull him back trying to restrain him from all of this crazy business that he has been about talking about unclean spirits and teaching people about god and most of all offering forgiveness of sins, something only God can do. He is surely out of his mind. Then on the other hand, are all these religious leaders, these authorities, these teachers, who see Jesus as not one of them, not someone who has come up in the way that they have in the faith, who has been given um, the the permission, the affirmation by the community to be able to speak about God and someone who is not saying the things that they do. And it's a challenge to who they are, and it's a challenge to their authority too. And so they try to restrain Jesus as well, to hold him back from what he is saying and what he's doing. And then there's Jesus in the middle of it all. And he is really clear about who he is. And he is very in touch with what God has called him to do and what God has empowered him and given him the gifts to do. What do you think that looks like in your own life? What do you think God wants of you? What do you think God hopes for from you? What do you think God has entrusted you with, has given you gifts for, is depending on you to be able to do? Sometimes I think we so often compare ourselves to Jesus and think that because we're not the Son of God, capital S, that we can't do anything. But in reality, we all have been given gifts. We all have been loved by this God of ours who sees in us something that we probably don't always see in ourselves. And then there's all those voices. There's all those forces. There's the people who are trying to protect us and hold us back so that we don't make too many waves, that we don't do anything too crazy out of the norm. And then there's sometimes the people in power who don't want us doing anything new, anything different, anything that puts them at a little risk themselves of losing what they've always known. This is where Jesus tells us this parable. And the parable that he tells is kind of a strange one because it uses a negative example. He talks about how a strong man has to first be tied up and then you could go and plunder his house. Now I'm pretty sure that Jesus is not encouraging all of us to go and to steal from our neighbor by breaking into their house. But he does make the point that all around us, there are these forces, these strong forces at times. Sometimes with good intention and sometimes with selfish intentions, trying to protect themselves, but forces nonetheless that try to prevent us from recognizing the gifts that God has given to us to use for this world. And so Jesus tells us that first, we have to tie those things up. And then, anything becomes possible. Maybe we have to tie up some of those things that our families most want from us. The things that they think we should do for our career, our lives, Maybe we have to tie up some of the things that we hear from the people in power or the authority figures or the people who are just used to what always has been. Maybe we have to also tie up the things within us too that get in the way from us being able to hear from God. The things within ourselves, all of those Uh, thoughts about who we are, how much we have to share, whether we're good enough, whether um, we will have enough to be able to share of what we've been given. Maybe we have to tie up those things so that they don't prevent us from being able to hear from God and then being able to do the things that God wants us to do and knows we can do. In our passage for today, Jesus also talks about how anyone who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit commits the unforgivable sin. Now, as a kid, I happened to hear this passage at some point, and that just stuck out in my mind. That terrified me. What would be the unforgivable sin? How would you be able to commit A sin against the Holy Spirit. And so, of course, I, like, sought out my pastor and asked them that question. And the response was, if you are worried about committing the sin against the the Holy Spirit, you haven't committed it, which didn't answer my question at all. What is the unforgivable sin? How do you sin against the Holy Spirit? What does that look like so that I can try really hard never to do that? think what Jesus was trying to say here especially to the religious authority is that thought everything that he was doing was coming from an evil power the power of Beelzebub ruler of the demons instead of recognizing that what Jesus was doing and saying And the power that he had to be able to forgive sins was actually coming from the Holy Spirit that was within him, a part of him, leading him, guiding him, giving him the words in every situation. And so to not recognize that and to assume that power like that is actually evil... That's where we start to get ourselves into trouble. And you know the story of Acts. You know that promise that Jesus has already given to each of us. A little bit of his spirit, too. The spirit that is always within us, moving us, empowering us, and also giving us the words, too helping us to be able to act on the gifts that we've been given and also helping us at times to tie up the things that are getting in our way. How does the Spirit work within you? What does that look like? At the very end of the passage, Jesus talks about anyone who is his mother or his brother, his sister, are the people who recognize that gift of the spirit within them and seek to do the work of God. And you know what? That happens in the simplest of ways each and every day. It happens every time you come And connect with God. Every time you come and listen again to the scriptures. Every time you stop and pray for the spirit to help you. To guide you. And to be what helps you to share good news with this world. It happens every time that you... Reach out in love to somebody else. It happens every time you seek to welcome and include people. It happens every time that you offer to serve, to help, to build up instead of to tear down. It happens every time when you trust that the Spirit is already at, at work within you and through you. Whatever this week looks like for you, may you stop, take a step back and first be aware of anything that tries to stop you or prevent you. And then just hold on to that, but then keep going forward. Keep going forward with what you think is what God is leading you to do or to say or where to be in any given moment. And all of us together will keep on doing that work together. And when we do, hopefully it will make God's vision for this world a little bit closer to reality. Amen.